Hello, before we get into this episode, I want to tell you two things. One, I apologize for the audio quality. Had some technical difficulties. Luckily, we had the Zoom recording as a backup. So it's, uh, yeah, a little lower quality. I'm still figuring out this whole Zoom thing. So uh, bear with me there. Other than that, it's a fantastic episode. And then also, I want to tell you, um, Modular Seattle and I teamed up for a second time to release the uh, Modular Seattle uh, the, the Volume 2 cassette tape and the EP2 cassette tape. So those are, and they're available digitally as well at selfcenterrecords.bandcamp.com. So uh, yeah, if you want to support Modular Seattle, um, Bradley and Josh are great dudes, and uh, I, I love them dearly, and I would love it if you helped me support them. So again, selfcenterrecords.bandcamp.com. This episode of... Podular Modcast is brought to you by Patchwork Seattle. Do you want a uh, do you want a, a sequential surfeit? <sighs> is it performance art to just keep going? Is it worth it to keep going? Like, do I stop because I stumbled and redo it? I mean, I, I guess I owe that to Patchworks, but if I do this, they're getting more time. So, does it come out in the wash? Do you guys enjoy when I break down the, the fourth wall? Do you like to see how the proverbial sausage is made? Anyways, you can go to patchworks.com, P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S.com. They've got the new Profit synthesizers from Sequential Circuits. They have the Profit 6, the Profit Rev the Profit Rev 2, God, I can't talk today, and the all-new Pro 3. They also have a bunch of great modular stuff, including WMD. They got Acid Rain Technology. They've got Mystic Circuits, Schlappy Engineering, Recovery Effects. They've got, uh, they've got the, the DivKid modules, So, and I'm going to be talking about those probably next week, um, or the new one anyways. Um, 4MS, Make Noise. I mean, they got it all. Curbside pickup if you're in the Seattle area, or free delivery if you're in the United States. So please go visit patchworks.com, P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S.com for all your synthesizer needs. Pod, mod, bods, welcome back to another episode of Podular Modcast. This week, we have Ollie the Architect on, and we're going to talk about uh, his beginnings in music, how he got into modular, and then maybe even talk about uh, a little something that he's designing right now that I think a lot of you out there will be super interested in. I'm really interested in it. Um, and it's just a flat-out good conversation, so I'm glad you're back with us here at Podular Modcast this week. Oh boy, you know, thank you all for coming back to the show this week. Um, I'm feeling so rusty. I feel rusty in life, <laughs> but especially in the podcast synth world. Um, I've only played my synth like three times in the last month, um, and it hasn't been for very long each time. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's been, it's just felt, uh, it just hasn't been. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not done with synthesizers. Don't worry. Um, I guess I'm bringing this up because I feel like I've been a little neglectful to the pod mod world. And I just want to say that the community that we have all fostered together through this show, you know, a little subset of the greater modular community. I am, I'm, I love it. And I'm so appreciative. 
Is that the word? I appreciate you. And I don't want you to feel like I'm gone. It's probably way more in my own head. I'm sure some of you are like, what the hell are you talking about? But I haven't really been on the Discord server very much. Um, yeah, and I've just kind of fallen behind on some some of the, the, the project type stuff that I've been wanting to do. I've got modules that I still need to demo and tell you about. Um, but I don't... I don't want to half-ass it. I want to do it right. So I, I'm hoping, hoping that I'm gonna, tr I'm finding a balance and getting back into this, um, because all I've really been doing for the last month has just been really reading and trying to learn as much as I can about how I can uh, be a better American citizen. Um, anyways, I want to tell you, I got this Motormatic from Recovery Effects. I'm pretty, pretty dang excited about it. It is uh, a ring modulator and it is 3 HP and it's under 100 bucks and it sounds super, super fun. And I'm actually going to get into it in a moment. But I also got Sirius's Veil, which is, uh, it's a dual, it's a stereo filter from Void Modular, and it has some really, really fun features. I just got it, so I'm just wrapping my head around it, but uh, why don't we just run something crazy through the Motormatic, get that going, and then maybe run that through the Sirius's Veil, and uh, let's see what happens from there. But before we do that, let me tell you about Needham Woodworks, the finest Eurorack cases on either side of the Mississippi. And yes, that means the world. I've been using that a lot lately. I've been digging it. Um, and for those of you who um, don't live in America, I'm not sure if you know what that means, but uh, the Mississippi River is a giant river that basically runs north-south across the, uh, the Midwest into the south of the United States. And um, it's kind of an American... Uh, collo colloquialism to say this is the best thing on this side of the Mississippi. Um, so I have co-opted it and said it's the best thing on both sides of the Mississippi, meaning it's the best thing in the world. And this beautiful woodwork will be the finest piece of furniture that you have in your house. At least it's the finest piece of furniture in my house. And I've said this many times and I will say it until it isn't true. It is in fact the nicest thing that I own or have owned, I think, in my entire life. Um, so yeah, head over to needhamwoodworks.com to learn about that. And please check out After Later Audio's Heritage Line. There's going to be some new new modules coming out over the summer. And I think one's going to be next week. So this teasing that I've been doing is going to end soon. So After Later Audio, Heritage Line. Excellent, affordable, great sounding modules. Let's get into this demo. All right, let's just do a little... A little uh, get to know you with the Sirius's Veil from Void Modular. It is a uh, stereo filter and uh, kind of like a dual filter, but um, I believe all the CV, I think all this stuff's kind of connected and does some weird stuff, and I'm still wrapping my head around it, so more on that later. But let's just check it out really quick. I'm going to run, um, I'm going to run, uh, a beat that I made with the Basimilus Ateritas Alter and the Entity. Uh, percussion from SSF. Uh, I'm going to run a clean version into the left channel and then uh, a uh, a version that I'm running through the Motormatic from Recovery Effects into the right channel. So let's just check those out one at a time. Clean channel and the Motormatic channel, which I am also um, modulating this the CV with the maths. <laughs> so together. And I basically just have the filter at noon, so this is pretty close to what it would sound like not being filtered. So, um, 
yeah, let me mess with the, uh, the, uh, I, I guess it would be the frequency, and it's gonna affect both sides here. So I've got it in low-pass mode on each side. Um, and it has, um, has four states each side, low-pass, band-pass, high-pass, and a notch. Um, and more on that in a minute, because that's gonna be one of my... One of my favorite things about it is going to be uh, involved with that. But let's just put um, a, a maths CV uh, slope into uh, offset of the left side and then um, and a, an LFO from the div kit oct into the offset CV on the right side. And I'm going to dial this uh, frequency knob down. that's pretty fun. Now let's um, get to what I like most about this so far. I'm just getting to know it. This is basically a patch straight out of the box, but you know how I like to do that. Um, there is a state CV input for both sides, which will switch between those, uh, those different uh, filter modes that I just talked about. So let's put some rhythmic gates into that. get into some really fun glitchy stuff. I also like that there's there's like a master CV attenuator. So I think that just um, affects like the overall CV input. Um, and then there's like an offset left and right CV um, attenuator. Of course, there's attenuated for resonance, and then there's a CV in for the left and right side. So, lots of CV control over this, and I'm still wrapping my head around what exactly all that means, but you can tell as I play with it, cool stuff starts to happen. Very fun and playable right out of the box, I'm noticing. I'm having a really, really fun time right now just messing with this. Also there's a, a vault, like an attenuator for the in and uh, for the in on both sides for your input signal. So you can turn that down and now you can just hear that my states are changing. So that's kind of a fun feature for a live performance. Bring those in and out. You can drop a beat. Oh, hell yeah. I'm digging this thing. <laughs> yeah, with all this different CV control, you can really, really get... Um, really, really affect, like, how the CV's affecting the sound. That doesn't make sense, what I just said, but you can hear what I'm talking about. I'm paying more attention to uh, playing this thing than actually talking about it right now. Damn, this thing is fun! Okay, I'm, uh, I'm gonna get lost in messing with this. 
if I don't stop. But there's there's my out of the box mess about with the Sirius's veil from Void Modular. Um, again, that's the SSF Entity Percussion and the Basimilis Ateritas Altar. Um, a clean version going into the left, and then uh, I'm running the right side into uh, the Motormatic from Recovery Effects. And uh, yeah, just doing all sorts of crazy stuff. Let's do that with a little bit more, just a little bit more. Man. If I can do this without understanding what it does, just wait until I wrap my head around it. Check out Void Modular online and on Instagram, V-O-I-D Modular and recoveryeffects.com. All right, let's get into this chat with Ollie the Architect. On here, and yeah. All right, dude. Well, I'm so happy that we finally got to, got to do this. I've been looking forward to it. Yeah, man, for sure. And thank you for uh, taking some of your time out of your day. And uh, happy late Father's Day, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Same to you if you're a father. <laughs> Not yet. We're, we're Not working yet. on it. Hopefully, okay. hopefully by this time next year, we'll see. Hey, that's what's up. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you have a good day? Yeah, for something? sure. Nice. Yeah, I just uh, chilled out with the family. You know, uh, some of my family came over on Saturday. We had a little cookout, you know. Okay. Cool family time. Kids got in the pool, you know, so. Right on, right on. Yeah. And, and you're, out, you're out near Washington, D.C.? Yeah, I'm in uh, Maryland. Okay. So, Right, yeah, right, right, right outside of DC. Okay, is that where you grew up? Yep. Right on. Yep. So, you, so your family's County. all out there. Okay. Uh, my right family on. is uh, Montgomery County, Prince George's County, and then I got family in Florida, New York, California, all over the place. Right okay, here. right on. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, so what I I usually like to just kind of do a, a a get to know you before we start getting into to modular or you know. I don't like to talk about just gear the whole time. Yeah. Um, so, uh, first up, it, so your name's Jamar Ali, right? Yep. Okay, because it's weird with it when there's monikers, and you, I was I was trying to look up. I was like, okay, well, I don't want to just be like, "Hello, Mister Architect." Um, <laughs> um, right on. So, so you, you grew up in Maryland. I, I always like to start with a question, like. Was there a particular artist or a particular song, like as far back as you can remember, that that just kind of like got into your soul? You know, like that kind of like the first thing you loved musically that was maybe the catalyst for you becoming a musician. Uh, I've been around music my, like my whole life, but I could tell you like the first song that I like really loved, like was probably outcast by uh elevators by outcast okay i don't know it's a song that just took to me i, I love that song to the day you know what i mean mm -hmm. probably one of the first songs that i actually like would play it repeatedly 30 times if uh -huh. everybody wouldn't <laughs> you know tell me to turn it off so <laughs> yeah I remember those songs, like in, like back in the day, looking through uh, like liner notes, trying to find the lyrics, and like yeah. I was I was that nerdy kid who was always looking like who who played what instruments on what track and who produced it and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, I, I was probably... definitely checking for who produced it, you know. Yeah, 
Right on. So was that like, God, what was it like an Alien something? What was that album? It was um, AT Aliens. Yeah. yeah AT okay. Aliens. Yeah. Right on, right on. So that was what, like early, mid-early 90s? Yeah. Yeah. Like what, like 93, that was, 94 that, that was like mid, yeah. 94, okay. 95. Okay. Was it? I don't know. Maybe that was closer to like 99. Let me see. Oh, really? I, I, yeah, dude, I'm getting to that age where like, yeah, like the remember. 90s are all starting to kind of blur together. <laughs> um, so, All right. So, so was that, that, that was kind of the thing did like, was was that like the the type of music that or or was that the the song that maybe started making you wonder like how how could I do this like when was do you remember that moment like when you go from listener to like I want to participate in this right I mean for me it was kind of different because you know my brother was a DJ mm-hmm. and uh, he used to have a rap group so that's where I kind of got introduced to drum machines and stuff like that you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So from there, picking up, seeing, you know, my brother make beats on the drum machine and scratching and stuff like that, it, it, it piqued my interest. Then I played, you know, instruments in, in school, elementary, middle school. So like the band stuff, like pick yeah. a trombone or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played saxophone and clarinet. Okay. All right. A little bit of piano and like, but I wasn't great. So they made me switch back to clarinet. You know what I mean? So that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you end up sticking with any of the woodwind stuff can you still do it uh i could probably pick one up i mean i picked my daughters up and play with it you know what yeah. i mean but <laughs> it, i would rather her have her play something into the modular or something that we right, recorded right. rather than trying to do it myself again but <laughs> nah i think i've totally like broken away from like the traditional instruments you know mm-hmm. um but yeah, I like to make stuff with my sense, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so like, drum machines were maybe, like, your first real passion instrument. Yeah, maybe. yeah, for so, sure. Okay. Uh, started on, like, an ASR-10, you know, so it was a keyboard, but, you know, ASR is, you know, legendary in the hip-hop community. So, mm-hmm. um, actually, it was actually a Roland. It was, like, some type of Roland. I forgot exactly what model it was, but it was a drum machine that I started programming on. Um, and then went to the ASR 10. And then from there, you know, it was just whatever I could get my hands on. Okay. Well, <laughs> and how old, how old were you? Is this like middle school, high school or? Yeah, this is like, no, shoot. This is elementary school. Where I'm playing oh, wow. with the okay. ASR 10. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Probably, probably that. Yeah. This is elementary school actually I- into middle school. And okay. I and, and I just learned how to sample and you know load kits and it took forever and you know my brother just showed me how to do it though and he used to mm-hmm. just let me sit there and play with his super expensive instrument and, like, you know <laughs> so it was dope it's, yeah it seems like there's always like with with music there's always you you got to be lucky and have that older either the older brother the the older cousin or like your friend's older sibling like for me it was my best friend's older sister who kind of introduced me to like what would would be like the kind of music that I would follow, you know, right. as, you know, into my late teens and stuff. So that's cool that you, you know, you, your brother was patient with you. Um, Cause I know how older brothers can sometimes maybe not want to hang out with their younger brothers too much. Yeah. Um, what was the and year difference between 12, 12, 
Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's well. I mean, maybe maybe that would be better because he's like already was probably like an adult by by the time this was happening. Almost. Yeah, yeah. He was all he's on his own, and you know, I would go mm-hmm. to his house and cool out. You know. So okay, that's cool. So he he was probably super influential on what you ended up liking and getting into and and getting into music like in general. Yeah, I mean, I would just you know, pretty much play through all the records that he had. And, you know, he would give me his collection when he was done with them, like sampled all of them or whatever he was doing mm-hmm. with it, you know? So, yeah, it was, he was definitely super influential for me. Okay. So, so middle or elementary school messing around <laughs> with uh, the ASR. Um, do you start like composing your own beats and trying to find people to like make beats for? Or are you like, are you like, <laughs> Are you trying to like form form groups or anything or it wasn't like a it wasn't like a it didn't become a passion until I was like maybe like twelve, eleven, mm-hmm. twelve, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh then I started once again going back with my brother and his friends in his studio or their studio and uh just seeing how things was just done. And you know, one day I think I was in the studio and I was just like, Hey, can I play the piano? you know? Like, yeah, go ahead, go play with it. I forgot forgot what it was. Uh I can't even remember what synth it was. It was might have been another ASR. Mm-hmm. And uh just playing something on the keyboard and they were like, yo, record that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, Oh, all right. Like, what else you got? Put another piece to it, you know, because I already like understood music. I would, you know, mess around a bit, you know, but mm-hmm. uh and I made a beat that day. And from there, it was just like, oh, I could do this. You know what I mean? So That's awesome. That's when things started really picking up for me. Yeah, it seems like those like moments of encouragement from, from your elders or people that you look up to, it's amazing how much, how much they can really stoke that, that fire and yeah. passion and give you yeah. the confidence to go on. So that's really cool. And to have the experience of being able to go into like a studio at that age and mess around and, and, and then have the opportunity to record. That's, that's really awesome too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get to record stuff until like my uncle had some stuff in his basement and like he had like cakewalk or sonar or something in a right. drum set. And I would just beg him like, please let me record. And I didn't know how to do it. So he'd have to like record and mix everything. And looking back, I'm just like, oh, I'm so thankful that he was patient with me through all that. <laughs> yeah. I had a homeboy who bought cakewalk. This was about ninth grade. The homie bought cakewalk and didn't know what the hell to do with it. Mm-hmm. So he just gave it to me because they knew I was like the computer nerd. Like I had all the computers in my house and, you know, everybody come through and need to search something, need to use the computer. So I was the <laughs> spot that everybody could use the computer, right? Because nobody else really had computers in the house. Um, but uh, yeah, he gave me cakewalk and I was like, all right, boom, I need MIDI cables and I need a keyboard. And I told I told my pops, I was like, yo, I need, you know, MIDI cables and a keyboard, make this work, I wanna make some beats. So he took me out that day, bought me some MIDI cables and a keyboard. Oh, that's like cool. It's like a Yamaha PSR two seventy or something like that. Yeah, that's what it was. Two seventy. So that was like my first real keyboard, you know what I mean? Okay. Uh, yeah, so I started messing around on that and uh first day my homeboy my homeboy Dion came through. And uh, he had like a DJX, it was like a Yamaha DJX. And that was like this, you know, wonky keyboard. It was like some cheap <laughs> stuff, like consumer, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like real yeah, low yeah. level consumer 
with uh, it had dope sounds on it for hip hop and stuff. So we kind of mixed both keyboards together, and the first day we ended up making like like something memorable. Like I could still play that tune that we made to this day. Like, and I never remember any of my beats or how I play anything, but that uh-huh. one I could recreate it. You know what I mean? So oh, that was cool. that was pretty dope. Do you still have a recording of it? Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> deep down on one of these hard drives in the cakewalk <laughs> file yeah you know yeah. what i actually uh downloaded cakewalk for mac because they they just like released a beta for mac and stuff so i downloaded okay. it and i was able to open all of that crap up i was like mind blown one day really I, c- I couldn't save at that point i don't think i don't know if you could save on the beta but I was able to open all of that stuff up, man. I was like, damn. Because, you know, I can go back and, like, listen to the individual wave files, but you uh-huh. can't really see how the project was built, you know? Right, so, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've got my, I've got my, I ended up with that computer that I was talking about that my uncle had with that exact recording program. And it's in my parents' barn out in the middle, of, you know, out in the yeah. countryside of Washington. I wonder, I don't even know if it'd still fire up. And I don't know if I'd want to hear what I was recording, <laughs> you know, that long ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, so you start honing in on production skills then in ninth grade. Like yeah. learning how to work in a DAW and stuff. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I taught myself. You know, it was like nothing. I didn't, I had to figure everything out at that point because, you know. You couldn't go on YouTube it, back then, right? You can't like, go on YouTube. None of my peers have computers. Mm-hmm. None of my peers even know what the hell I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let alone care until they hear something that I'm like, oh, you, whoa, okay, you're doing that. Right. Like, <laughs> other than that, they're like, man, whatever, what the, what the hell are you talking about? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, <laughs> that's what it was. But, yeah, like, uh, yeah, you, oh, man, he's just the nerdy kid with computers. Yeah, and then you, yeah, that's funny. Yep, and then, you know, like two, three weeks later, I come through with some beats in, on the CD player because, you know, boom, I can burn them to a CD. So I used to burn them and then just, you know, we used to hang out in the park or whatever at the basketball court, just play it on the boom box and be like, yo, what's this? You know, I'm like, yeah, I made these joints. And they're like, yo, how you do that? Like, oh, that's what you was, you was, you were saying you don't care about the other day, you know? So. Were you starting to get hit up by people like, hey, like make me something I want to like to, to rap over or anything like that? Were people like in your high school I trying mean, to... Yeah, I had a little group with the homies, you know what I'm saying? We we ended up, like, trying to go. We went up to uh, this uh, talent performance thing at, like, Madison Square Garden. Like, we were trying to get ourselves out there the best way we knew how to. It was, like, mm-hmm. the beginning of the internet, you know what I mean? It was, mm-hmm. like, really, can you trust these people you're about to pay $200 to to be able to showcase your stuff, you know what I mean? So... You know, we, we did a couple couple of things like that. Went out Vegas. Vegas was cool. We was in Vegas for like 10 days, uh, doing performances every day, stuff like that. Oh, shit. Okay. And, uh, yeah, you know, but at a point it was kind of like, you know, you got to fund this stuff. You got to get a job. You got you got a job. You can't go out there. So it's like it's trying to balance these things. And then we're like, 18 17 you know fresh yeah. out of high school like buying plane tickets and stuff like that so and then driving up to new york back down 
So, you know, it, it lasted for a while. We tried and uh, it just ended up not working out. So I, I just, you know, kept making beats, kept making beats. So, you know, I was trying to shop them to places like uh, I had this one guy who used to be able to get me connects to uh, people like Lil' Kim and stuff like that. So I shopped a couple of beats like that and stuff. But uh, uh, I sold one. I actually sold one to Lil' Kim's people, but they never used it on the track. So, I, you mm -hmm. know, I never... It never came any fruition out of that, but it was cool that they liked one of my things. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. that had to be a huge, like, little confidence boost and something to yeah. keep you want, you know, interested and still pursuing it. Like, yes, it's. Um, I don't think a lot of people realize if if you've never been in a band or and you know or, or actually tried to like pursue, you know, perfect being a professional musician, performing, making albums and stuff like how much work and how much how, like just the resources it takes and then when yeah. you start doing it with multiple people especially at a young age like yeah you like coordinating with other people is right. hard like being yeah. in a band is really hard um being, being so, yeah. on task knowing your role in the, yeah. in the business you know you're trying to have a business mind at like 18 years old <laughs> you know what i mean when you're taught nothing about that i mean especially like where we're from like you're not taught stuff like that. So yeah. it's kind of like you got to you gotta make it on your own. And then you got all of these people telling you, oh, we can do this, we can do this. But, you know, where are they going to try to get you, you know? So it's kind of like a huge toss-up. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's it's a weird world to go into because what I've noticed with the, the world of musicians, like some of the, the best people I've ever met are in that world, but also some of the flakiest people and some of the most like uh like ego driven people right. too so it's like you really have to navigate it and and kind of watch your back and make sure no one's trying to like you know ex exploit or take advantage right. of you and, and this and, was and this was late 90s before all this internet and stuff so you couldn't like publicize yourself you had to uh -huh. go through these channels yeah yeah I mean? exactly yeah yeah that's that's something i don't think a lot of people also keep in mind is like yeah, you can start your own band camp now and just release your own shit. And you can just say, right. I have a record label. I've done that. Right. You know, like, yep. but yeah, back, back then it's like you had to slog and play shows and hope that you like, like when I was a kid, it was like, can we get signed? You know? Right. Right. Um, and that's now like that's the, like big the thing. worst thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's the last thing you want to do. Record company comes in. You're like, oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> 360. I want everything. Yeah. So, um, so you just like, so you kind of like, did you ever like, t like go on hiatus from, from making like a real attempt at it or, or just kind of like, kind of, you know, switching your, your, um, your approach and how exactly you wanted to do it? I mean, I never really took a hiatus from making music. I always mm -hmm. make music. It's like therapeutic to me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's what I do to calm down or when I'm angry or even when I feel good, like I had a great day, let's make some music, like whatever yeah. the emotion may be, like that's where I can just like release it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so I, I always make music. So, I mean, it's like I have a fucking library of, like I, I'm not even going to lie, probably like 20,000 beats, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Something yeah. like that. So, I mean, it's like ridiculous and it's everywhere. So I can't just pull it out, but like it's there, <laughs> you know, but, uh, it's like I made several attempts over the time and it's just like, you got to find the right people. You know what I mean? The people who yeah. are really like a hundred with it. If you're not finding somebody who's like a hundred percent into it and, and trying to push that, 
you're only as good as your your weakest link. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Type of mm-hmm. thing. So you know, I tried. We tried several times, and um, at one point, you know, a couple years ago, we we tried making another album with another group of buddies. You know, um, and it was just like, uh, at this point, is it worth the time and money and the effort of trying to get four people together? to do this, you know? Mm-hmm. So after that, things went, you know, it wasn't South. It's not like we're not friends or anything. We just kind of stopped doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. know, I guess you know how it happens. It just kind of like dwindles off. Yeah. Like you're, you're together every day for two years. And then it just like, Ooh. all right. So yeah. after that, it's like, all right, I've tried all of these times with other people. It's like, all right, I'm just going to do it myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and I got really interested in the modular and uh, pretty much just started posting my stuff because, I, you know, I wasn't really posting anything. And mm-hmm. once I started posting stuff, everybody was like, yo, that's, you know, that's tight. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's the shit. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I'll keep posting it for y'all. And then it, it just, you know, kind of turned into, uh, you know, I had everything in line. I already had my logo ready. I had, you know, so it was, I was just able to, to build from that point on. So it's like, uh, now I kind of have all the experience that led up to me being able to like, you know, do things the way I'm doing it now, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It seems like I've, I've noticed that to be a a theme with people that I've talked to on the show. And I'd say even with myself is you have this, this past and you have all this experience from all the you know all this all this these different approaches and all this different shit that you're trying to do and then you kind of lock in I don't know I feel like I found my uh I feel like I found my my legs when I found like electronic music um producing you know cuz I was just doing rock stuff forever and, it, and I never really felt like I was doing what was like in in me you know and right. um but then like with the modular thing I like I had already kind of sharpened a bunch of these skills and I could kind of put it all under this umbrella and I feel like I like hit a stride it kind of sounds like that's right. that's something that you're describing as well and I, I feel like I've heard that from other people right because um, I mean think about it for me it's like I produce hip-hop like my entire from from you know 12 to now you know or mm-hmm. to when I found modular right uh, maybe a little bit of reggae I you know, throw a little Caribbean vibe in here and there, just mess around. Of course, you mm-hmm. experiment when you're making music, right? So everybody right. has their ex- experimentations. But 99.9% of the stuff I was making or creating was hip-hop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When I found Modular, it, like, allowed me to take all that experience I had making hip-hop and expand it and turn it into something different. Now, like, I didn't feel so weird, like, making some type of dance music. I didn't feel weird, like going into some dub style stuff, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, it just opened up my mind. Like, all right, well, you know, it made me realize the effects, effects routing way better signal flow. I mean, just a lot of different things that I see that I was lacking before. And then I can bring my strengths now that I've learned all of this other stuff in the modular and it's like putting it all together. It's just like, ah, oh, this is great. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I think I've told the story a few times in the last few episodes, so I apologize to the listener, but you know, play, I played with synths before getting into modular desktop. Right. And then I kind of just like all desktop went aside. And when I got into modular and two years later, I finally messed with the desktop again. 
And I was like, holy shit, I understand this so much better. And I could do stuff so much easier on it because having it all just so broken out into individual pieces with modular made that easy. And I think yeah. that applies to just production in general, not just going to a desktop synth. Yeah. So that kind of like this question that I had floating around in my head for the last few minutes of us talking is like, how has that, how is getting into modular like really, has it changed your, your overall I don't know what I'm trying to like, not your vibe. sound, your vibe or yeah. Like, like, do you feel like maybe you're expressing yourself in a different or new way or, you know, I don't feel like it's changed my vibe overall. It's just changed the way I can express that vibe. You know, I don't, okay. I feel more comfortable expressing it in different ways now that I'm in my, okay. you know, so, okay. That makes sense. Now it's like, okay. I don't always have to make like a hip hop beat. I don't always have to make something with drums. I could just make some like ethereal, like sounds that just like make me feel good right now at the moment. And it mm -hmm. might not be for anybody else to hear. It's just, just for me, you know, I'm just yeah. digging this sound. And then of course it usually turns into something else that everybody hears, you know, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. just the basic building. Um, I think, it hasn't changed my overall vibe. I think I, you know, you were you, you express yourself how you express yourself, but I think it just lets me know that I can do a lot other different things than just hip hop. Like if I want to okay. throw out some dance, like if I want to do a dance track, I can do a dance track easy. You know? I, Have you like done more mashup style, like, like getting stuff, like pulling more into the hip hop realm, like more like kind of outside influence into it. Right. So I, I think, um if you check out like uh my uncloud set i think that's kind of like the culmination of you know all of my styles together you'll see i start off like from my roots i'll start off from hip-hop and it's just like the first i think i did like 15 joints on that set right in uh in utrecht uh, i start off with like five hard like straight hip-hop joints right and then I break into something a little more like can't really put your finger on it. You know, mm -hmm. you, mm -hmm. it, it's got some hard hitting drums, but like you can't really call it hip hop. You can't really call it electronic dance. It was just like some type of mashup. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then I go back into the hip hop. And then after this real hard hip hop track, I just drop it with a straight dance track. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Like a straight dance track and <laughs> back into something kind of mixed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then, uh, oops. oh, my bad. Uh, my audio dropped out. Give me one second. Yeah, but I'll, I'll bring it back into, oh, it's still not recording. My bad. Give me one sec. All good. Do we lose any of that? Do we need to go back a moment or? Uh, yeah, just like 30 seconds. Okay. Well, not even 30 seconds. All right. All right. I'm back on that. So let me. So it's kind of like after I said like a straight, like where I dropped the straight dance trap and then uh, I come back into something kind of mixed. And then uh, 
go back into another dance track, but it's in a whole different vibe. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know because I'm not, I haven't grown up listening to like electronic music like that. Right. Like mm-hmm. I listen to straight hip hop mm-hmm. and like Caribbean music. I listen to soca. I listen to reggae stuff like that. So, you know, I don't know how, like where to quantify that, but then, uh, I just drop a dub track at the end and then, you know what I mean? So it was kind of like just a mixture of everything, man. And uh, I think that's kind of what my vibe is going to be now. Like it's not going to be like a straight hip hop. It's Mm -hmm. it's just a mashup of everything of what I'm feeling, you know? And I think with stuff like that, like we were talking, like how you mentioned, like your vibe hasn't changed. Just kind of like, like, just maybe more like a mashup of styles. And the, th- the through line of all of that is going to be you, you know, right. that's, that's going to be the, the anchor that, that makes that all kind of the same thing. And I think, right. I think that's kind of a testament to a good artist is somebody who can make their voice be heard really through any kind of genre. You know, right. you know, like I, I feel like, you know, I feel like I can hear myself whether I'm making like some, sometimes I'll make some really nasty, dark doom stuff and sometimes my, like i'll do some really corny shit but yeah. like stuff that makes me like, laugh you know like it's still yeah. corny it makes me laugh it kind of sounds like you know an anime song or something yeah um but i, I feel For like sure. it's still I, I me those moments, you know like what the hell did i just make like, yeah what, right? what, what is that you know <laughs> all right whatever <laughs> save it or not to save it uh all right, I'll save right, it. Right. <laughs> Whether or not I'll show it to somebody, but right. um, speaking of showing it to somebody, I'm kind of curious, like some of these, you know, some of your friends that you've worked with in, um, you know, in, in hip hop groups with, have they heard what you've been up to lately and what do they think of it? Yeah, uh, they think it's really dope. I mean, everybody that I let hear it thinks it's like, you know, they're like, yeah, finally you go into the next level with it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so I think they they see the growth and, you know, they they're loving the sound and you know i think i said this somewhere else before but it comes a point when you're working with like vsts and crap like that you know because i told you like i didn't have much money growing up there was no way for me to afford all this equipment the only Mm -hmm. way i'm gonna get some sounds is vsts you know so Mm -hmm. vsts Mm -hmm. vsts vsts it's all i use in my production coming up and it's like Breaking away from that is just so beautiful, you know, just being able to start with a raw sound sine wave on your own and manipulate Mm -hmm. it the way you want to not picking from some list of sounds that some other person started with a sine wave and made, Uh you know what I mean? Yeah. It, 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 it brings you more into your music element and designing your sound. Like I think that's what modular has really given me the way to really design my sound and and get it exactly like I want it. I don't have to start from some preset that somebody else was thinking or how their mind was working on how the sound was, you know, going and then try yeah. to tweak it from there. Just do it on my own. And it's the, kind of the same thing with like keyboards and stuff like that. But I wanted to say this. When you said earlier that like when you went from modular back to your desktop synth, like you mm-hmm. totally knew how to use it so much better. Look, mm-hmm. man, I was drooling over this virus for like <laughs> seven years, bro. Like mm-hmm. seven or eight years, I was just like, oh, I wanted a virus. That shit sounds so good. I would go to like Guitar Center, play with it, and 
you know, this was when I was younger and then I kind of forgot about it. And then I was like, all right, I got some money now. I'm getting me a virus. You know what uh-huh. I mean? <laughs> got a virus. I was like, oh, yeah, I loved it. I, I broke out the manual and was like, fuck, man. Like, <laughs> damn, I'm used to picking from a preset. You know what I mean? Like, now uh-huh. I really want to do this. So it kind of just turned into like presets again. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Just on the virus. And then I would go download presets for the virus online and shit. So once I really got into modular, like now I understand that, you know, I just wanted to say that cause you, you made that point. Yeah. It's well, and, and I like, I just got a wave state, which is like super crazy deep. I don't know if you've got a chance to play with one of those, the core wave state. Nah, um, but like, yeah, the, and I've been really having a lot of fun with the presets and stuff. But yeah, it's just like now that I have this this understanding from modular, it, it is it's fun to be able to go in and it still takes a lot of work to make the sounds that I want to make. But I can like I can I can like play and write a song so much easier than you know sit there and dialing in yeah. a sequence or whatever. But like now I've got that power at my hands to to shape the sounds. So I think modular also like in a weird way has made me a better guitar player. Um, you know, like, and I, I just think because it's just like, it's fundamental building blocks in it because you, it takes, you really have to understand what you're using and how to use it. And it like, I don't know, it's, it's a real, it's a real workout yeah. for your brain. I think Yeah. <clears throat> I'm curious how you got into modular. Where do you like, where did you hear about it? Did you see it on a YouTube video? Did you have a friend that was into it? Like, what was that? Nah, I mean, nobody I knew was into it. I mean, all I know is, uh. I have been seeing it over the years. I, I would see five U, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I would see yeah. three U, um, and I was just like, you know, uh, this, you know, no, no hate or nothing. But the stuff I was seeing on YouTube about it was like, you know, pings and pops and blips and blocks. Yeah. that's mm-hmm. not what I was trying to do. You know what I mean? So it was kind of like, yeah, that's that's not for me. Um, but then I was doing some research. I seen like Mother 32 and it like piqued my interest because I wanted like a Moog, you know, I wanted that Moog filter style uh, yeah. sound. And I was like, damn, this is dope. You know what I mean? So I started looking up some things modular and then, you know, I came across a, I came across a switched on bat by uh, um, Ski Beats. And I listened to that and I was like, man, holy fuck, this is dope. <laughs> like, like that's my exact like reaction. Like mm-hmm. every track I skipped, I was like, Yeah. Okay. I want to do this. Like I, I, <laughs> I need to see what this is about. And I started doing some more research and I came across Colin Benders and I seen him and he had this huge freaking rig. And it was like this two-hour live stream. And he just made this dope ass track. It was like this dope ass dance track and you know i'm a hip-hop dude and it just resonated with me you know what i mean i was like Mm -hmm. damn this shit is dope music right here and uh i just you know after that i was like cool i just started doing more research i finally and i got a mother 32 got the mother 32 and i made this track with the mother 32 by like layering it over and over and over you Uh know what i mean uh just recording into the doll one layer and then next layer Uh Then when the shit was done, I was just like, man, yeah, I need more of this. I need more. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's that's where it was, you know, that's where it all began. I got the okay. 32 and it was a wrap for them. Started getting everything and I was just like, eh, not, 
using that recording booth. Hey, I can go buy me some modules. Uh, Dude, not using that compressor anymore. All right, that can go buy me some modules. <laughs> that's exactly what happened to me. I just I just posted this picture of like three and a half years ago what my like recording studio, which is just our spare room, looked yeah. like. And there was just so much shit in there. And I was looking at it, it's like that's gone. That's gone. That's and like I just yeah, I yeah. sold so much shit. And I think what I ended up getting for that initial like haul of my selling my gear was like an 84 hp not even full you know because <laughs> right. this shit's so expensive right. yeah <laughs> yep. um that's that's awesome yeah, i think a lot learn, of people you, have you start story. learning how to get the deals and shit after uh-huh. that. yeah for yeah 10 percent like you know, that, <laughs> that perfect circle 10 percent at um and so then you did like so do you have like a like a is there like a synth society or anything out there? Do you have like a community out there in Maryland? Yeah, or? yeah. There's a uh, there's a DC uh, DC modular synth society. Uh, okay. I really need to get more involved with them. I've just been so busy, and like they usually do their streams on Sunday, and Sundays like clean the house, family get everything together for the weekday for me. So it's kind of hard for me to join that. But we have uh, synth meetup synth meetups at uh, Check Levins and and uh, Wheaton. Um, Adam over there, he usually holds them, but you know, since COVID happened, we haven't been having anything, but yeah, yeah it's just, re- I met some cool folks. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I met a lot of people that, you know, I linked up with, uh, my homie, George controller, we get together, make uh, you know, he brings his rig over. He's at the whole, uh, chaos Ibanez system. I think they call them. And we get over here do some music. Uh, I got my, uh, my homeboy, um, uh, Zach. And uh, he, he's got a rig. He started building. Uh, you know, he came up to the crib, seen some of this stuff. Like, he seen it on my IG and was like, man, I, I'm coming over. And come see what this <laughs> stuff is about, man. You know, because, you know, we always collaborate, uh, like, oh, oh, like, since back in the day. So, on music stuff. So, he's like, man, I'm coming to see what this is about. And I showed him. He's like, yeah. So, he starts getting some. And so, like, you got you, you, you brought somebody into yeah, the fold. Yeah, I got, I, I got the homie. You know, so now he mm-hmm. comes up and like we, you know, and me and him working on something like we, we've made some really, really dope tracks together, too. So, yeah, we got we got something coming through. OK. And then so you started doing like a YouTube channel that was it's it seems like it has a little bit of a, an education bend to it a little bit, kind of like the, the yeah. how I use it series yeah. and stuff like that. Like what what made you want to start doing that is just kind of like just the excitement for it and just wanting to share it. It seems like that's a common theme with people into the modular. Yeah, but. I wanted to share it, but also I felt like everybody, most of the module videos on YouTube were about like, you know, how to use it. Like uh, more of what it does, not more, mm-hmm. not how I, how they're using it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like what this one module does, you know, Mm -hmm. for me, I try to show you like how I use it with my entire system, like what I'm linking it to and, you know, just what this module is bringing musically to me and what I can get out of it musically. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So you know, I, I kind of do the similar thing. I, I've, I've just, I'm more fascinated by that approach and I'm, it's more fun for me to make than yeah. just kind of, I'm not super into like the technical, like 
right. and bolts. Of so it. when I want the technical, like, and most other people, like, you're going to go watch a div kit video or yeah. some, some, you know, one of these other guys, you know, but when you want something musical or you want to hear how this thing sounds, I, I kind of feel like, all right, that's where I want people to come to me for. Like mm-hmm. they got mm-hmm. the technical aspect, like they understand how it works and like, they're like, all right, I probably want this. Like, how does it sound musically now? Now mm-hmm. they can, they can come to me and be like, Oh, okay. That's how that sounds. And you know, I do it more because I'm having fun with it. It's, you know, of course, if it's a module I don't like, I'm not going to do a, how I use it because it's right. not, you know, it, but if I genuinely like the module, then I'll, I'll put a video out about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was stoked to see you do one on Anna because Anna is such a, a, a weird, fun Man. module. I love Eli. He's, he's a dear friend. Yeah. And, he gave me one as a, a a a wedding present, actually, and I I use it. I love to use it, but I love to see how other people use it because I've heard him explain it twice now, and I still don't fully understand what it what it is. But I know I can make it do fun things. So it yeah. was it was exciting to see. To I was really excited to see you did one. I think that was your more recent one, right? Yeah, that's my most recent one. And for real, man, Anna's one of those modules that uh, just opened a lot of shit up for me. Like mm-hmm. as far as just, you know, making transitions and controls and stuff like that, like I'm I'm kind of using it as like a two knob control for like one of my full voices. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Control mm-hmm. and and all right, so I have two modulation sources going in and then all of these outputs run into like you know, these things that this one voice. It'll be the filter, it'll build it'll be the, you know, the freak the frequency of the filter it'll be like uh modulation to like the dampening or something the rings you mm-hmm. know you know it'll just be going all of these different places it'll be affecting the delay and the reverb and just one knob and you can totally change and then you hit that second knob and then it man it just opened up a lot of shit for me in my in my rig is it's a really cool module to use and i um I really like that thing, man. I really yeah. like it. I use it in a similar, not so much. I'm, I actually like that control idea. I want to, I want to mess with that now that you bring that up. I kind of just would split it up and just, you know, a couple different control voltage sources and then just like, cause all those outputs are so drastically different from each other right. that you can get, it's just, it's just a really good way of stretching out a couple pieces yeah. of modulation, which I, yeah. And good, then you kind of can Eli. tweak them in. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I, I feel like I've seen you like before COVID. I feel like I kept seeing you pop up at like every single like event and with like a bunch of different people. I've seen you with like SoCal Synth Society. Like I thought you were from LA for a bit just because I kept seeing you pop up on LA shit. And I was so so it's like um I guess I'm trying to formulate a question out of this, but like you're just like I feel like um just I yeah, I feel like you've you've really infiltrated the scene and it's been cool <laughs> to see like see you all over the place <laughs> yo it's been really dope i mean you know the community is very receptive i've had nothing but love from everybody so it's like you know um when i was when i was getting into this modular stuff you know the homie Corey, uh b-boy tech report mm-hmm. um, he uh he hit me up like yo this is dope you know i like what you're doing and also uh aaron from afro rap aaron mm-hmm. had been following me like on my uh my videos, my how I use it from the beginning, and 
I didn't know he was Afro Rack at that point. And then I just started seeing Afro Rack and he's like, and then we started talking and, you know, he, he was already homeboys with, you know, the Mobat crew. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was Simplex. Yeah, Simplex in, man, was that 18 or 19? I think it was 19 Simplex. I think that okay. was the first year of it. And they were like, yo, we're going out to Simplex. I'm like, yo, you know, I'm going to come too. You know, this is modular. I'm into this. Like, and at this time, you know, I'm fully in. Like I, like we said, I sold all my crap, got modules. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this, you know? So mm-hmm. I went out and I met all of them. And from then it was just like love. We were like a community. We have like a group chat that we talk, you know, with each other mostly every day. Everybody's talking in there. So, you know, it's like a community. So uh, when things happen, you know, I, I'll come, like I said, I have family in California. So I come out there a lot. I go to vacation out there. You know, one mm-hmm. of my best friends, like my brother is out there. So when I'm out there, I just try to, you know, link up with the homies. And, you know, one time we got, you know, um, we met up at uh, Travarsi's house mm-hmm. and had just like a synth meetup. We were just over there with our module modular and we just had a, you know, just a get together and we did a live stream and you know we when i get over there i just like to do stuff like that but i think the last time you see me it was at uh nam it was at the nam show over yeah there. so um Traversi, like i said we talk in a group all the time she knew i was coming to nam so she was like do you want to you know get a spot in this show and i'm like hell yeah let's do it so that's kind of how i got over there yeah to to, to you know do that yeah, man, what her what, what Traversi and Corey are doing, like what they did a few months ago with that like online synth festival, I was I was just blown away how they pulled that off. It was so cool. Um, and yeah, like this, it's I talk about community all the time on this show, but it's 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 something that I through my whole life. I think I got a taste of it when I was in I was eighteen. I was in this metal band, and we met this other metal band from the neighboring town, and they were older than us, so we looked up to them. And they right. took us under their wing, and we became friends with them, and we became friends with their friends. And that was the first time that I got a taste of what like a musical community could be. And then I I looked for that for 15 years, you know, for, for 16 years after that yeah. and never quite found it and thought I maybe missed, maybe it was just a blip in time, but I, I feel like I found it again with the modular community, not only here in Seattle, sure. but just like throughout the world, you everywhere. know, like, yeah, throughout yeah. the world. Yeah. I it's, mean, everywhere been showing me love. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I think like I came from the hip hop community where it's all competition. Like, nah, my shit's better than yours. Nah, mm-hmm. your shit's trash. You're trash. You know what I mean? It's all, <laughs> it's all like, you know, competition. So it's, you know, but I mean, there's camaraderie, of course, but you know, mm-hmm. nobody's going to give you a, a, a push because it's, it might hinder the, you know what I mean? Stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. It, with this community, it's not like that at all. It's like, yo, you do this, this is dope. Yeah. I want you to do this. I want you to meet so-and-so and, you know, so it's, it's definitely a different experience. You know, like I said, everybody shows love and it's been really cool, man. Yeah. I wanted to, cause, cause I think with the, the competition thing you mentioned in the hip hop, in the hip hop world, my friend Josh, who's half of modular Seattle, he kind of said the same thing. Cause he was, you know, in the hip hop world before modular and being in kind of like the rock, you know, 
rock world before this it was this it was a similar thing but it was like a quiet passive aggressive like i remember like playing shows with bands and sharing a green room and then no one talking to each other right you know and it's just kind of like why we're sharing this thing together why don't and yeah and it's just it's totally different with this and i'm just kind of curious like i'm just i just want to know pick your brain like what do you think that is I don't know. I think it's more about, uh, I don't think people are always in it for the money or the quick buck. This is something that they love. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like they enjoy doing it. Like this is either a hobby or like just a lifetime passion for them. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? So it's more like, uh, Oh, you're interested in this? Like, because you know, it's, it's, kind of a niche niche thing you know mm-hmm. uh, Eurorack's pretty niche mm-hmm. uh, most people don't know what the hell it is you know? yeah when I, still to this day i when i try to explain it to people they're like what the hell are you talking about <laughs> like my best like explanation is like uh oh you know those things like herbie hancock used to use and used to plug <laughs> the wires in and, and they're like oh oh yeah yeah i got yeah. you like yeah i like a miniature version of that <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but um it, i think it's just like i don't know i think it's just more of a community-based thing where you know other genres are more commercial you know yeah that's kind of what i think too i think i think like you really hit it with passion like it's yeah. people are so excited about it that if someone else shows interest that's just like you know awesome another person to talk to right. because it's such a rare thing like it's so exciting to get to talk to you about it. Like that's why yeah. I started this show. Like my wife could not have any more conversations about this new synthesizer <laughs> stuff I was so into. <laughs> right. I don't think mine could either, right? And that's right. why I'm happy my homeboy got into it. I was like, yes, you got a modular now. Now we can talk and bounce ideas and like you can understand what I'm talking about when I tell you like uh I need a half wave rectifier and like uh <laughs> What? <laughs> oh what? man! Any other my producer buddies be like, "What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> um. So we're we are uh, we're we're approaching an hour, but we're not quite there yet. And before we're I done, think. I wanted to just I, I forgot the name of the song, but you're, the track that you have on on Bandcamp, something with Alien is Alien something. Yeah, it's a. Uh, what is that track? I can't even remember what the damn track is called. Uh, I dig that track. I just wanted to basically just tell you. It's called Alien Organism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that track is awesome, dude. And I Thanks, feel like bro. that is a really good expression of what you were talking about earlier. Like I feel like it has some hip hop DNA in it, but yeah. it's not like it's not a straight up hip hop track. Right, right. You know? And um yeah, is that all modular? Yeah, it's all modular. Um, okay. I mean, the drums come from my MPC. That's like where most of my drums come from. Okay. Um, but yeah, until I make my module. <laughs> yeah, so I'm in, I'm in the middle of uh, developing a module to uh, get me that NPC humanized swing. Um, you know, I can't do it inside the modular right now because it's just everything's on grid and mm-hmm. swing doesn't cut it. I need off timing. You know what I mean? Okay, and okay. It's kind of... It takes a lot of work to get gate delays and set all. I don't want to do that. I want to make my drums easy. So I'm developing a module, probably four to eight drum pads on it. 
and you're going to be able to just tap your beat in and it's going to play it back like you want it to be played back. Oh, and shit. Quantize okay. like an NPC and like that'll stop me from lugging my NPC around. Okay. Doing shows and stuff. I could just have it right in the rig. So yeah. Yeah, that's that's like my uh that's that's my brainchild right now. So I'm working on that really hard. So with um with developing a module, like I have a good friend who just like he actually built me this eight channel mixer with sends and stuff, and he's working on a couple other things. But like I didn't know that he had any experience with, you know, elect electronical like or electronical electrical engineering or anything like that he just started figuring out like is that what you're doing or do you have any background in 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 ee i I mean my pops was like into all of this and you know uh, his father was the first person to repair tvs on the island uh, in trinidad um Mm -hmm. that's where that's where my uh, father's from so uh, I always have an electronics engineering background. Like I always had resistors, diodes, all of this crap around me, the little drawers. So, I, you know, I'm always fixing stuff, opening it up. So like, I've been doing this my whole life. I know it, you know, it's oh, not like, awesome. it's okay. not like I know it that much where I just can put a module together. No, it's going to, it's taken me a lot of research, development, trials, errors, like wanting to throw the shit across the room. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But I'm getting there, you know? So, you know, it, luckily I've had a, a background and I understand most of everything that I'm working with. Okay. That's awesome. So did you like grow up like kind of circuit bending stuff or did you like, dip, is this your first di- dip into like the musical side of electronics or have you like. This is my that? first dip into the musical side of things. Yes. Okay, like I was, cool. you know, building amplifiers and, Okay. You know, fixing radios and, you know, TVs, computers, whatever it may be, you know, for a long, since I was really young, been tinkering, okay. you know, so I'm a tinkerer. Okay. I was getting, okay. That, that actually that makes me wonder like how much of that part of your brain is also the same part that's like interested in modular. Like, it seems like there could yeah. be some crossover there, you know? Yeah, like, it, yeah. I mean, think about it when, check this out. Let me, let me just show you an example. Like, this uh-huh. isn't far off from a modular synthesizer. And it right. is, yeah, right. yeah. I mean, uh, this is an overdrive circuit right here, but. Okay. So you're breadboarding I mean, something out with, is that like an Arduino thing up at the top or is that? Well, this is just uh, like a easy breadboard. It's got some pots, a little amplifier, speaker, inputs, power, button. Like, it's just a bread. Oh, it's, okay, it's just cool. a whole, like, you know, um. It's like a prototype board, you know, it's a proto board. Like, and it has a lot of like stuff that you would use for building the synthesizer already there. Uh, Oh, that's good. So you don't have to like, you don't have to include on the breadboard circuit, your amp and everything. That just comes with that. All right. That's cool. I've never seen that before. So this right here is my, my teensy, my teensy Uh Arduino. This is like the actual drum trigger that I'm building right now. So these are like my sucky drum pads right now. Uh-huh, which would be uh-huh. Probably replaced with these like MPC style pads. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, nice. Oh, and, dude. Uh, yeah. I'm just, I'm just chugging along. So this is the main circuit for my module here. And okay. I got them kind of like broken out. My screen is over there. And then the sequences, the sequencer is next to that. So, Okay, so this is going to be kind of like a controllable, play, playable surface that's going to double as like a gate sequencer? Well, yeah, it's going to be, yeah, a gate sequencer. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. That's what it's going to, like, it's going to be an MPC-style drum trigger for you. Okay, 
Uh, yeah, letting you That's get exciting. that off timing, you know, and the NPC style recording also. Uh-huh. You know, and uh like that's 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 what the basis of the module is going to be. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I remember when I first started kind of getting into electronic music, I kind of went down like a a fly low rabbit hole which brought me to Jay Dilla and that was like kind of like what I loved about that was and something I couldn't crack the code of was that like how does it simultaneously sound on time but off time? Right. You know? So that so that's kind of like what you're after with this thing. Right, right. Dude. Because I mean the the swing can only take you so far. Swing is pushing mm-hmm. everything. You don't want that. You want something before, this one a little after, that one on time, this one slightly after, this mm-hmm. one before, you know, like you gotta get the kind of swing of things like that. Okay. How long do you think until it's till it's it's done? I mean, honestly, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean it's I'm a still, lot to take on. I mean, look, the last time I programmed was like high school. Yeah. You know, so having to relearn C, C++ or, you know, just programming on on Arduino and, you know, going deep down, like into making a a product that's going to be what I want it to be is really, really hard. So um, I, I I'm getting I'm getting some help from you know from some cool people who've taken interest and are willing to help out. So uh, hopefully after this COVID stuff, we can uh, I can get out there and you know get trudging along. But for now, I'm just you know trying to make things work and uh, just That's going awesome. through with it. So That's awesome. Now, are you, so are you thinking? Is this like I'm, I'm making this for myself, or are you? I'm making this for myself, but I also want to turn it into a product. No, I'm making this for everybody because okay. I feel like. Like especially like the like the Mobat squad, like we know how hard it is to get the kind of drum patterns we want in in modular. It is mm-hmm. it's too much work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that's, too much work. If you're not kind of... <laughs> on the grid, it's yeah. too much work, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's why I use the MPC with my modular rig because it gives me the best of both worlds. Like I grew up with this thing. This is what I produced on like most of my life. And just to be able to integrate that with this, I think that's what makes everything work for me. And if I could just, and I feel like if I could just get rid of this huge ass thing and not have to (laughs) carry it around with me when I go to Uh shows and crap like that, like it would just make it so much easier. So, and I feel like everybody would love that, you know? Uh Yeah, no, that, that sounds like, like, I mean, just yeah. like a playable surface sounds like a lot of fun to me. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Um, and so do you use that as like your heartbeat then? I think I thought I saw you have a mutant brain. Do you have a mutant? Is that what yeah. you're using for MIDI? Yeah, I got mutant brain. Uh, so it runs out of the NPC into the mutant brain. And then the mutant brain like clocks everything. It'll clock Pam's new workout. It'll clock, okay. you know, my ER 101, whatever. Okay, nice, yeah. nice. I just got one because of the wave state and now I'm... Yeah, I, I feel like I've mostly just been processing my guitar through the modular. So I think I'm starting to think of the modular as like my drum machine mm. guitar processor and then maybe using a, an actual synth as like synth voice stuff. But right. I don't know. I haven't played my synth in like three and a half weeks, really. But the the world kind of yeah. went crazy. And I. Yeah. 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 I, <laughs> I haven't been making much stuff lately either. I've just been kind of yeah. like cooling out with the family and stuff. I don't know. I'm trying yeah. to get back into the mode of like 
creating and stuff like that. But yeah. Yeah, me too. And I'm starting to go back to work too. So like, yeah. I feel like normal life is going to maybe start up again, but uh, which I'm not super pumped on. But Yeah, right. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, I really appreciate this. This is a lot of fun that flew by. Um, before, we, before we sign off, is there anything you'd like to scream from the modular mountaintops or promote or anything? Uh, I just want to uh, say thanks to the entire community, uh, you know, for being, you know, so embraceive, you know, it's, it's really cool. Just want to say that. Uh, I want to say thank you for having me on here. You know, thanks for reaching out. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, shout out to the whole squad, the whole MobBab squad. Shout out to AfroRack for sure. If you don't know about AfroRack, go check them out. Um, they're doing a lot of good stuff for, you know, um, for our people in the community. So, yeah, if you don't know about them, check them out. Um, yeah, man, I, I just want to say thanks for the opportunity and I hope to be seeing everybody after all of this COVID stuff. All right, I want to thank Ollie the Architect for coming on the show and having uh, an awesome chat with me. I really appreciate that. Um, I also want to thank Patchwork Seattle, Needham Woodworks, Recovery Effects, Void Modular, and After Later Audio. So as you know, I've decided I, if I had any political talk or anything revolving around the, uh, uh, you know, this whole um, Black Lives Matter police abolition movement that's happening right now that I would save it for the end of the show. And um, I'm still di- digesting um, this last week in Seattle. Um, I feel like I have so much stuff that I want to talk about, but I don't know how to talk about it yet. So I'm going to I'm going to save that. Um so I'm not going to really get into much this week, but I do. <laughs> I just want to share this idea that my, this thing that my friend said the other day, because um, I was talking about like how do you, how do you uh, stay activated without pushing people away by being too, um, you know, militant or being, you know, talking about things too frequently. And and he said, yeah, you don't want to be, you know, you. How do you not become the most annoying guest at the dinner party? <laughs> I think that's just a really funny idea. So that's something that I'm gonna keep digesting so um so yeah i guess i'm telling you that i'm not going to really talk about much this week that doesn't mean that i won't be talking about stuff in the future but i just want to be responsible about it and make sure that i'm uh actually helping um or doing doing good (laughs) um i don't want to just shoot from the hip on this stuff so uh yeah i appreciate your patience i appreciate you listening to this show and uh everybody on patreon i appreciate you so much um Yeah, and until next week.